Well, here it is, and once again, it's time to go inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Sabalero. You can see that Kelly Grayson is not here. He is on special assignment. And actually, his special assignment is he's moving to New York this week. So we talked about that on the show a couple weeks ago, and he is now on his uh, new journey to be the program coordinator of a great paramedic program, a new paramedic program up there in New York. And uh, we just have to keep an eye out for him with all those New Yorkers, man. I think that uh, he could run into some problems. But have I got a show for you? You can see them on the screen. If you don't know who these folks are, you need to be able to come f- become fans of their show. Better Every Shift comes out every Thursday. A- Aaron Zamzo, Janelle Foskett, I want to thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. And I'm excited to have you guys here to talk about what's going on over there at Fire Rescue One. Thanks, Thanks for, for we're, we're happy to be here. Well, you you have just a great radio podcast presence. You know, you like if, yeah. if, if people would have heard kind of, you know, you're really laid back and and then all of a sudden you can it's like action and here you are. And I'm I'm taking notes behind uh behind the scenes here because I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with uh just your uh, showmanship. So thanks for having us on and and for uh, kind of giving me some good examples here. And I got to tell you, I mean, you read it just like I wrote it. So I think that that's perfect for you. (laughs) You can follow a script. That's, that's awesome. But you know, a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit about your show, but I want to get into a little bit of your expertise of the things that you're kind of seeing as you're, you know, doing your show. But every Thursday, there's a new episode that comes out on Fire Rescue One. And you're, you're, you know, I've been a fan of the show from the beginning and, and you're talking to a lot of great folks. You're talking to a lot of great, you're getting a lot of great expertise. And Zam, I, I think maybe I just want to hit you with this question first. When you think about some of these unique issues that you're hearing about from the fire side and from the EMS side, what are you kind of putting your finger on to say, you know, there's some unique challenges for firefighters and EMS professionals today. What, what do you give the listeners? What are you going to hit them with first? Well, first, uh, thanks for, uh, you know, supporting the show. I, I can't take any credit. Actually, Janelle is the one who uh, uh, gets a lot of the guests and, and has the great reputation. I'm just uh, happy to be along for the ride. So it's really a lot of her uh, hard work behind the scenes. And uh, again, I'm the one who gets to really reap the benefits. Um, when we came up with the show, the concept was, you know, everybody, including yourself, you know, we all work uh, through Fire Rescue One, Police One. Uh, Lexapol to improve the fire service, right? To to improve ourselves as responders, and um, you know that's really the theme of the show. And and I think you know the topics. Janelle and I always kind of nod and shake our heads because I'd say the three common things that come up is one: um, in order to be a better whatever paramedic, uh, firefighter, EMT podcaster you need to get out of your comfort zone and um and again i'm gonna compliment janelle because she is not the type of person to uh put herself out there and do this type of media format and she's been doing a fantastic job she's been you know an editor for numerous years so um you know i get motivated by her coming out of her comfort zone and and uh our guests all have that same theme that in order to grow you got to get out of your comfort zone um, as far as facing the the fire service, whether it's you know uh, you know the rescue side or the fire side, I think uh, the the two common themes are leadership and stress management, and how uh, I think we're we're really starving for leadership, but in the same breath um, we're looking 
in maybe the wrong places, whereas we should be starting in the mirror and then looking out. And I think, um, you know, that combination has come up quite a few times and it's really been, um, you know, for me, it's been a kind of a, a growing journey because I, I like to take a lot of stuff every single week. I mean, when you were on there, uh, you know, you really talked, you nailed, you know, the service model that we need to follow in the fire service. And I've actually used that, you know, that triangle that you you did during our show. I've used that in so many different presentations, you know, when I'm now in a position of leadership and saying, hey, I'm here to support you. You're yeah. here to provide the service or wherever you are in that. So, um, you know, those are really the underlying themes. And it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, for me, it's a great journey. I, I can't thank uh, Janelle enough for, for bringing me along on it and Lexapol, um, you know, and for you having us. So, um, you know, I, I like to think I'm kind of the, the common guy who gets to sit in the spot and ask the questions that hopefully everyone else is thinking. Yeah. And I think one of the things when we think about our expertise and our experience, we're all talking about this stuff anyway. Right. And that's yeah. the premise of inside EMS. We're two paramedics sitting in a truck talking about the things that everybody is talking about. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. But, you know, Janelle, one of the things that um, Zam said was you are the editor in chief of Fire Rescue One as well. Not only are you part of the new, I call you guys the new Howard Stern and Robin Quivers of Fire <laughs> Rescue One podcast. But not only are you on this new great pot, but you are the editor in chief of Fire Rescue One. And you've been doing that for so many years. We've known each other for so long. And I want to ask you maybe the same question, maybe from a different aspect, though. Let's take the podcast host out of it and let's bring you into this from an editor in chief standpoint. And I want to give you the unique, you know, the same uh, question the unique issues that are facing firefighters and EMS personnel today. You know, so much of what we're talking about and, you know, I've been in the fire service media business of some capacity for 18 years now and leadership is just where it always comes back. And what we've been seeing more and more on the podcast is this leading up, managing up, you know, people like Aaron said are craving leadership. And when there is a lack of leadership, that doesn't mean all is lost you have options, you have solutions, and you can take ownership of that and be proactive. And I feel like that's just coming out a lot more lately. And especially the fire service has been facing this staffing crisis. Now this is new. And in terms of the 18 years that I've been working in this business, it's never felt like this with the staffing situation. Everyone always talks about, right, in the past, you know, you have firefighters lined up down the block, right, to join the fire department. And now when you're facing, when we're facing a staffing crisis, and then that can also just pile on to a leadership crisis, you know, especially, and then that creates, you know, stress crisis. And that kind of gets at what we were talking about earlier, like this perfect storm of stress in the yeah. fire service. And so many of our guests just keep coming back to some issue related to health. I mean, how many, Aaron, how many people on the show have said, we need to talk about sleep? Why are we not talking about sleep? It's like, no one was talking about sleep like years ago. Yeah. No one. Now everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So the stress management component, I think, has just really risen to the surface lately because of the staffing, stress, and leadership issues we're facing. 
Yeah, and I think that that really brings up a lot of great points. And, you know, sleep is one of the things, right, from an EMS side. We've been talking about that for years. From a fire side, there are some of those fire uh, uh, houses, they don't turn a wheel in a 24-hour period. There are other ones that don't get the, get to see their bed in a 24-hour period. And it's one of the things that we now have to start to think about. We're still running models for EMS and fire that we were running, you know, 40 years ago. And we need to now think about what that uh, looks like. But I'll get back to that stress thing because I want to stay on this leadership thing. And Zama, you know, you kind of said it and Janelle said it, where leadership is a problem, um, you know, causing uh, challenges in the fire service. Now, one of the things that I've always thought is that the fire service has this great ability to grow their leaders, right? You can go to the fire academy. You know, you you have uh, you have different uh, levels of certification. You have to go through, you know, firefighter one and firefighter and so on and so forth. Where is this leadership thing coming from? I thought the fire service was pretty tight when it came to their leadership ability. I I think we we are from the standpoint of training education on fire but what we're talking about really are issues that aren't about putting water on the fire or uh turning a wheel or, or you know there there were, were issues we're talking about issues about recruitment which uh, as janelle pointed out we, we're not used to that so you know you open the door and nobody's there you look around and um you know i think a lot of people in leadership kind of turn around and go it's the generation they just don't want to do. Well, are we communicating to that generation? Right. Um, you know, so I think as far as, you know, training in the fire service and educating it about the fire service, we're great. But what I believe we really are, are and what people are screaming for is what what other um, avenues do we need to bring in and incorporate into our training? Right. Uh even to this day, fire one and fire two in the state of Wisconsin and most states all around don't have much of a component on health, wellness um, and resilience training and mental health training. Uh, that to me is ridiculous. Um, you know, leadership, we don't do a lot of leadership training, if any at all. You know, we throw you in a position with a shirt that, you know, is ironed and is bright white. And we say, OK, here, you go manage a $72 million budget. Well, they've, they've never, they can't even balance their checkbook in some cases, you know? <laughs> um, and um, so I think, you know, that model, like you said, it's a 40 year model that it worked for so long because of great people. And because we always had uh, an influx of these great people. Um, now we're really looking at, at having to do more with less and, um, and having to do it more often. And we really need to become efficient and we're looking at leaders to to step up and and guide us on that and and they don't have training in that aspect yeah, right it, it's the same thing with you know lithium-ion batteries we don't like to talk about them because you can't necessarily put them out right um we don't like to talk about sleep because we don't have a solution so let's just avoid that and say uh it's too expensive or um you know we can't really find much of a solution uh, at this point. Um, so I think uh, we really need to start to get back into that uncomfort zone and talk about the topics and try to educate ourselves on the topics that we're not good in. And that's tough. That's really tough. So I'm going to ask Janelle, I'm going to talk Janelle a little bit. I just want to stress. say real yeah, quick, uh, uh, just on that note, one of the themes that's come up a bunch on the podcast is just the need for those soft skills. Like, that's what's often missing, I think, with the leadership. And with our What Firefighters Want survey from last year, which was focused on fire ground leadership, 
so many people reported feeling like they were just thrust, you know, into a command position and then similarly just thrust into a leadership position without learning some of these basic skills about kind of management or supervision one-on-one. Yeah. And you know how I feel about leadership. Leadership is a science, right? If you don't understand the science, you're just not going to know how to be able to put those things into play. But I'm going to, I want to talk to Janelle a little bit about stress is what I was starting to transition to, but Aaron, uh, Aaron, I'm going to give you something that I want you to think about it while she's talking. You're going to be able to build the fire service of the future. I want to know what that looks like from your side. Okay. (laughs) But Janelle, I mean, we talked a lot, we talked a bit about you know, the stress, and, and we're not even touching on the violence yet that's starting to precipitate around EMS and the fire service, right? But when we think about this from a stress standpoint, what is it that we have to know from either a leadership side, from a provider side, from a firefighter professional side? What do we have to know to manage this stress? I think the first key is just acknowledging the problem. So, one of the things that came out of this year's What Firefighters Want survey is that 42% of the firefighters said that they are considering leaving the fire service. 42%? 42% due to their stress level. That's huge. And then 46% are considering leaving their fire departments uh, due to their least satisfying part of the job. And most of the time that was related to staffing because it's creating such a huge stress and strain. So when you think about it from the leadership standpoint, do you think most leaders are even aware? Do you think they would look out at their membership and say 40% of my people are thinking about leaving? I mean, that's a huge wake up call right there. So I think that's step one. Um, The other issue is kind of like what I mentioned before, that there are options. You don't have to wait for your leaders to tell you how to reduce your stress. We all have options. We all have agency in our own lives. And there are tons of options. There are work-related programs and initiatives available. And if there are not, talk to somebody about getting something started. Additionally, the internet is a very large place, right? (laughs) There's a lot of information out there about how to reduce stress. The simple steps we've been talking about for so long, fitness, nutrition, sleep, mindfulness, gratitude, all of these things together can help, you know, and what we hear people say over and over again on the podcast is start small, take do something every day, right? I mean, that's kind of the whole motto of the show. But when you build and build and build, you can find a way to help manage your stress. But most importantly, remember that you have support systems. That is critical. Um, What some of the survey data revealed was not everyone feels very strongly about the systems that are provided to them or the programs. And that's important that leaders know that. If people don't trust their EAP, for example. Okay, that's something that needs to, to change. We got to work on that. So I think that's really kind of the very high level look. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more we could get into in the nitty gritty. But that first step is critical of leadership, you know, just acknowledging how serious the stress problem is. Yeah, man, I had no idea. I mean, when you talk about 42%, 46%. Those, those numbers are astounding. 
right? And one of the things that you said, and I don't want to gloss over it because I think it was very important. You mentioned the word mindfulness, especially when it comes to stress. We've got to be the ones to know that something is wrong, and we've got to be the ones to take the steps to ensure that we fix it. Okay, Zam, you're on the hot seat now. We talked about mm-hmm. challenges with leadership. You and I have, you know, even when we when I was uh, on uh, Better Every Shift, we kind of talked about leadership and the challenges of leadership. If you were going to build the fire service of the future, how do we fix these problems? You stole my question. That's one. That's a question that we're going to start to to use to build on. Um, so I guess I, no better way than to to throw myself into it. Uh, you know, I think we we touched on it earlier when we talked about education, right? When we when someone enters the fire service, I think it's imperative that we start to educate them before we teach them how to pull a hose or even to to uh, uh, you know stop uh, you know. A blood flow or, or, or to bat bandage an arm or, or to uh, transport a patient, right? We talk about uh, resiliency. We talk about fitness, you know, best way to functionally train for the, for the job, um, you know, nutrition. And uh, we also incorporate their families into this because the family needs to understand and look for signs and symbols. And I also believe that everybody who is a first responder needs a mandatory counseling session every single year. Um, whether, you know, whether they think they do or not, I don't care if they go and they sit there and they pout like a little two-year-old, but I think it should be something that's mandatory. So you start with how, what we do when someone enters the fire service. Um, and when they enter the fire service, they're educated on these things, um, along with obviously all of the different um, aspects of the job. But then uh, after they get out, they're also, that's where the education starts to uh, as far as how to integrate in with people and how to lead. Um, uh, Reggie Freeman, um, who we had on the show, he was one of our very first podcasts. I remember this, how he said he has a track for his members that if they are a firefighter and they want to be a paramedic, this is the way that they go. They continue their education. But, um, you know, along with that, though, we also need to continually educate on how to manage people the science of leadership, how to communicate. That's the biggest thing. Not only how to ask questions, but how to listen and then how to respond. Um, Those outside fire agencies or softer topics need to be incorporated into a curriculum in a fire department. And I think that's the first key. The second key is to um, hold people more accountable, which means that you need to have very concrete laid out SOPs, SOGs, revise them. Uh, communicate with your members, and then um, also ask for feedback all the time. Um, I've heard a lot where people are like, well, I'm afraid, you know, we're there, people are just going to take, you know, surveys personal. Well, you're in a position where that's going to happen regardless. But, um, you know, like Janelle had pointed out, the surveys that we're getting, if you if you take those numbers and go back to your own department, boy, there's already some urgent situations that need to be addressed. And if you don't think it's your department, pretty sure you're wrong. Um, So first things first, educate, uh, have a continuum setup of education of of those softer skills, build your leaders to communicate back to uh, your members and have your members uh, be supported by leadership. Not, hey, you're my chief. I got to get this to you. No, you're my chief. You support me so I can provide a better service. Right. And, and changing that whole mindset. And then I think on the health and wellness side, 
obviously continuing uh, the education, but I, I do believe maybe the four shift or a way that we can get uh, work weeks at 48 hours, uh, not of this 52, 56, 48 hour work weeks, two to three shifts at least, or days in between shifts. Um, I believe that that is a manageable schedule. And then also, I think lastly, that it, the, the, the most optimum fire department starts with self-aware employees. We all have to look in the mirror. And uh, I think Ben Thompson, one of our last guests, said this. He said, you know, I think leadership's a problem, but then we amplify it because we stand around or sit around the kitchen table and have coffee and just continually pound at that, that whole idea. And he said we need to be strong enough, courageous enough to say that's enough. Let's, let's talk about some of the positive things and let's go get better. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's a really, really uh, 30,000 foot approach on it. But I think uh, that gives some people at least some things to think about. Yeah, it's good, man. I'm going to come out of retirement. Um, and uh, when you open up that firehouse of the future, I'm going to come <laughs> work for you. But you know, we've, we've been talking about the show, you know, and, and, you know, better every shift comes out every Thursday um, you're the co-host of the show, you know, you help with booking of the guests. Maybe one of the things I want to ask you is what, what are you learning? And I mean, you're, you're coming up on 40 shows soon, right? So mm -hmm. what have you learned so much so far? I mean, it's a little bit different from being the editor in chief as, as you're hearing some of these, some of these stories and you're feeling the emotion. Um, what's the biggest lesson you're taking away from being the co-host of this podcast? Oh my goodness. So many lessons. Well, one of the things that I think is at least a big lesson for me personally, just based on how my personality is and my my approach to work, I'm very much a planner and a process-oriented person. And while that still applies on the podcast, there is really a level of it where you just kind of have to like just relax and be free and go with it and just go with the flow and have some fun and don't you know, script out 5 million questions and, and just kind of let the conversation flow, which um, was harder for me at the beginning because, you know, a little bit of a control freak. That's why I like being an editor. Uh, but so that was, that was a lesson for me personally uh, on a work level. Chris, but, you yeah. should see you guys, we have show notes and I, I kind of do this on purpose just to help with Janelle getting out of her comfort zone. I never go by the show notes. I, I think like the last, I've, I, you know, I have to apologize to her in front of everyone here because I'm, I do it a little bit on purpose because I know she's just like, Sam, the question is there. Why do you not? But um, you, she, we roll really well. Actually, we, we have a little system, but I, I have to say, I, I, you know, I kind of purposely at first and, you know, I was like, no, I like this question. So anyways. I will highlight the things that are like, you have to at least say one thing. <laughs> That's right. Just Make sure you talk about this. It's in red, in the reds. Don't avoid the reds. But, you know, so, but I think that that's one of the things though, I think that's, that's, you can hear, right? So I've listened to every single show and, and um, you can hear the partnership growing and you could hear the interaction growing and you could hear how you play off each other. And I'll tell you, if you're not a fan of better every shift, you guys on EMS one, you got to get over there to fire rescue one and check that out. And Zam, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to let you kind of uh, have the last word here. You did this to me when I was on your show, <laughs> you know, give them the 32nd pitch of coming on fire rescue one for better. Every shift, every Thursday, what do you give these listeners? Oh, we give you a little insight into uh, how to grow, not only as a 
firefighter, as an EMT paramedic, but as a person, uh, we have some unbelievably motivational guests that really just talk about what's really, really happening. There's no candy coating in it. Um, we're talking about things that you are facing and it's really a show for you. And as I like to say, I'm just, I'm just the, uh, kind of the, the, the co-host and I, I hope I'm a voice of, uh, a lot more people that, you know, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you want a special guest or something on, you know, go through it. And I, I'm trying to represent, you know, that fire service that really wants to dig in and, and get better every day. So, um, you'll listen, you'll hopefully laugh. You might even cry a little bit, uh, but walk away feeling like you're motivated to improve. Uh, and that's what it's really all about. All right. Very cool. Janelle, do you want to throw in a icing on the cake there? You will learn something. I promise you, because I learned something from every single guest that we have on the show. I'm always scribbling down notes. Even when I'm looking at little clips to do for promos and things, I'm just like, you know, these people are so smart. Like it just, they're so wise. And so I'm constantly applying things I learn from our own show to my own life. So yeah. you're going to get something out of it. I promise. And I think that's what's great about being a podcast host is that you talk to a lot of great people. You share a lot of great information and then hopefully there's people out there that can use some of that and, you know, take a little inspiration, a little motivation, but you guys inspire me. You guys motivate me. It makes me want to have a better show. Better every shift fire rescue one every Thursday. I want to thank editor in chief Janelle Fosquet and Aaron Zamzow for joining us on Inside EMS. For everybody out there, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And come on and let's talk about the stresses and let's talk about some of those challenges that are both in EMS and the fire service. You can send us an email at the show at ems1.com. For Kelly Grayson, I'm Chris Subalero, and until next week, we'll catch everyone again real soon.